listening to Pop the Kettle On with Nicole Essio and Dr. Rachel Bushing. Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Nicole and welcome to Pop the Kettle On. This is the Parenting, Womanhood, Marriage, Baby and Life Review Podcast where we dissect the good, the bad and the ugly of family life and have a laugh about how it's depicted in popular culture. Because it's always tea time. And sometimes coffee time. And if I don't <laughs> laugh, I'll cry. <laughs> Me too. Hello, Miss Nick. Hello, Miss Rach. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm just really impressed with your Chewbacca coffee cup. Yes. It's the husband's. I love it so much. I'll have to take a photo and post. You will. Yeah. I have a Chewbacca key ring, like a Lego one. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. But yeah, so nothing as impressive as that coffee cup. Are you a fan of Chewbacca? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, we were actually discussing the other day, kids and hubby and I, mm-hmm. about, um, you know, new Star Wars should be coming out this year mm-hmm. and how we'll have to get Gran in because Midnight Session can't mm-hmm. take smalls. It's a family tradition. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know the release date? No. Um. I should pay attention to these things. But when it mm. comes, we'll be, you know, in there getting our tickets, be there at midnight because it's kind of, it's it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People get dressed up, not me people, mm-hmm. obviously, but other people, and it's fun to see how excited everybody is. That's so cute. It is really cute. So have you always done the midnight for... Oh, just the last two, yeah, the last mm-hmm. two, because they were old the re- enough, obviously. The reboot kind of Yeah, 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 the reboot of the reboot. The Kylo color, Ren ones. Yes. Kylo Ren, Ray. Yes, exactly. So yeah, we've done those ones at midnight, or oh, 12.01 if we're not quick enough on the tickets. <laughs> Because they don't want you to be in the 12 o'clock session if you're not fast enough. Ooh. You have to go in the 12.01 session. Right. Mm. Funny. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's commitment. That is commitment. I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. No? I don't mind it. I just yeah. don't go nuts for it. No. But my husband goes nuts for yeah. it. Yeah. Fair enough. And, I'm like, just... it really takes it personally if it's not a good movie. Like, kick in the guts type. <sighs> yeah. I'm so injured. Yeah. Yeah. You're ruining my whole childhood. Mm. But mm. overall, he's really liked the new the new era ones. Yeah, mm. me too. Um, the introduction of Ray has been a joy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, good stuff. Still not too many female characters, though. Not enough. <clears throat> we know did, it's true. Did you see Rogue One? Yes. Did you like it? I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I mind it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. You'll get there one day. <laughs> I just know it's female-led. <laughs> Much better that way. Mm. <laughs> Smash <Yeah>. patriarchy. <laughs> so Nicole and I are catching up on a Saturday morning. We are. And we both overslept <laughs> through some miracle of life. I don't know how this happened. Yeah. We have small humans. It's impossible to oversleep. I know. But yeah, we yeah. both did. We it's both amazing. overslept. And so yeah. we both chucked the coffee into our gobs and hit record. Exactly. And so forgive our, you know, somewhat sleepiness, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we we came together today because last week was it last week we had a date yes um with some of the library gang and ourselves and went and saw a movie called Instant Family we did and that's what we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. and it was lovely yeah it what did you nice. think yeah I really liked it yeah yeah I mean it, it was interesting because I you know here I am sitting there as a lay person and there's a psychologist mm. to one side of me and a therapist to the other side of me I and know <laughs> we're just so cool like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm seeing, you know, these tips and tricks that they're giving in this uh, foster care training and how they're going to apply it in their lives. And, yeah. and the two of you groaning on either side go, oh. 
<laughs> this is never going to work. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah. You were doing lots of LOLs. Yes, I was. Well, mm. there's lots to giggle at. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, <clears throat> I think Instant Family is probably still showing at the cinemas. Yeah, we are current for once in our lives. Yes, I know. We're doing something that's right up there. <laughs> Although, I'm not sure. Look, I don't know. I think I mentioned it to a few people and they're like, what movie? Um, yeah. So, I don't know like how well it's doing or whatever. I think because over the Christmas they had a lot of the, you know, it was the short to mm-hmm. watch before the kid oh, movie. Right. So that's probably why we were like uh, right on it. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Because mm. we did go and see Ralph Rex the Internet and ah. what else did we see? I missed that one. No, no, I didn't miss it. I just didn't go. Really? Did you like the first Ralph? No. Oh, it's so good, Nick. Yeah, no, I didn't like it. Um, maybe this is like a John C. Riley discrimination thing that's Maybe going it on. is now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I think, to be fair, on first watch, I didn't really like Wreck-It Ralph that much. Huh. Um, but, yeah, I really like it. Okay. It's really cute. I have the little figurines. I do see him. Yeah. But I will have to give it a try then. Hmm. But we saw The Grinch. Oh, you saw that that too. I really liked The Grinch. I couldn't... The animation was amazing. Like, his green fur blowing in the wind and then it gets cold and there's frost on the end of it. Yeah. And honestly, there's pictures out of the US with that polar vortex thing going on at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. That looked like The Grinch with the frost on except, you know, human hair. Yeah. It's just like eyelashes covered in frost and stuff. And I thought that animation... Has just come to life. Yeah, in the U- it's just amazing how yeah. people are so clever. Yeah, I thought the Grinch was really cute, mm. and I think that those animated series that they're doing now of the Doctor Seuss have generally been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you know I posted at Christmas about the Jim Carrey Grinch. Yes, because I watched it at Christmas. I was like, this is like so bad. I'm like, it's almost good, is it? It's so bad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the animated Grinch was just like good, good. Yeah, I thought. It's it's nice that things are good, good, and yeah, not it's good, bad, good, not bad, good. Sometimes bad, good is good too. And I think, like, um, I, yeah, I was really touched by it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning to the kids afterwards, going, "Didn't you love that?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, Meh. "Oh, it was so sweet." We were in the air. realised that Christmas was all about the giving and love and togetherness. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, we know that." <laughs> Duh, mum. Duh. <laughs> I love those moments when they look at you like you're a complete moron. And you're like, yeah, probably right. (laughs) Probably right. So lame. Or like what I was doing yesterday when, like, I realised when I was a kid, I always had that moment of, like, mum would say to me, we're leaving now, it's time to go. And I'd be like, okay, time to go. And then she's like, chatty, chat, 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 chatty, chat, chat. So we're doing, um, like, after-school pick-up type stuff yesterday afternoon, catching up with the parents, la, la, la. And my little three-year-old's kind of like, mum! And I'm like, yes, darling, we're going to go soon. Stop talking! He was just like, I've had enough of the mum talking nonsense. And I was like, I can so relate to that. So what you're saying is Meanwhile, you chat, turned chat, into chat. your mum. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. we all do. I know. I know. It's good. I know. Mums love to chat. Yeah. It's funny because um, we did after school care for the first time ever wow. this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oh my goodness, they were so excited because their friends go and they want to hang out with their friends not in school mm. when there's not the pressure of having to, you know, yeah. shush and do work yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And they stuff. do craft and stuff and take yeah. stuff home. Oh my goodness, they mm. had the best time. And the whole system is fantastic. And it's so nice. <laughs> I went and you have to put your phone number into the iPad to sign them out. Yeah. 
and I put my phone number in and three different families came up for me like as options for me to pick up because <laughs> obviously you know I'm on other people's forms to be able to pick up their kids and yep. I was just like oh I could take them all <laughs> it was nice that's so sweet we had an impromptu play date on Thursday yeah um so I picked up the kids Thursday afternoon and then we went to a shop across town which turned out to be closed yeah it was so hot I was like let's get in the car in the air conditioning and drive to this shop <laughs> we got there and it was closed yeah. and I'm like that's all right we're in the car with the air conditioning but I came back via where one of our friends lives mm-hmm. the one who lives really close to the school yeah and I had to pick up a key from her so I was like this is a good opportunity I'll see if she's home nice we go in she's home with her two kids plus one of our other parents two kids oh wow they're on the trampoline with the hose perfection <laughs> Oh, my goodness, that's the greatest thing ever. And so suddenly there was us two mums and seven kids. Wow. <laughs> and then she pulls out sausages on bread. Oh. She'd home-baked some muffins. Of course she had. I was like, this is really cute. Oh, that's brilliant. I Those know. are the best, aren't they? They are. They're just the Because I was like, we're not going to stay long. And then I'm like, uh-oh, no, I can't get them out of here. <laughs> and also, I don't want to. No. I don't want to leave. This yeah. is too much fun. I know. And then her little um, seven-year-old, about to turn seven this week. Wow. Pulled, she she's like, she pulls up like my seven-year-old. She's like, do you want to make some putty? <laughs> So they're making this like glitter party as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> like it is like an impromptu party. That's amazing. <laughs> well, because the art supply place is right down the road from their, ah. their house. So they would have party supplies coming out of their everywhere. Do they do glitter glue for cheap? Oh, I, I don't know. Mm. That's something to check out. Oh, it was so cute. So there was like take home, you know, <laughs> party. It was awesome. <laughs> So, so you go you go to their house, you get fed, yes. you get a present to take home mm-hmm. with you, and mm-hmm. you get the original key that you wanted to I get. Know. Happy days and I happy know. kids. I know. We've got and soccer sign on tonight, and oh. and Paul was hoping for a little bit of sausage on bread action. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, that's always something you can rely on at a soccer sign on, surely. Right. right. So we're hopeful. <laughs> he was like, he did the menu board, and he's like, oh, Saturday. Maybe Saturday we might get sausages on bread at the, at the soccer. That's so cute. <laughs> Did he write it up? Sausage no, on bread? No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He put up there something for us. I think it was butter chicken or something we were planning on. But yeah, I have to. I'll have to take a picture of my menu board because I love that he Paul does this every week and it makes me so happy. Honestly, it just it is the joy in my life. It's very cute. <laughs> so he does the meal planning every Sunday night. Every Sunday right? night we put it all together and. Yeah, we mm. have a pegboard and he moves the pegs around and so makes cute. different menus. So, yeah, I'll take a picture of that and put it on Facebook Gorgeous. for everybody. Shout out to... Shout out to Paul and his menu. Yeah, I love it. Mm. Um, we completely lost our train right. of thought about That's Instant okay. Family. <laughs> so, Instant Family. Um, do you know what? I'm avoiding talking about it a little bit, to be honest, because oh. when we sat there, I was like, uh-oh. Um, <laughs> we now have to talk about children who have been abused. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. We do. So, um, anyway, I'll continue to avoid the topic. Why don't you start? Do you want me to start with um, what it's about? Sure. Let's go with a little synopsis. Mm-hmm. So, Instant Family is about a couple who are like house flippers. They, that's their thing that they do. She does the decorating. He does the construction. And uh, they buy this big house and, and want to flip that and sort of talk to her sister about it and she wants a family so look this is a house that your family could grow into and and they didn't aren't keen on it 
and I don't know how the conversation steers around, but they end up thinking about kids who need homes, um, this couple. And she goes onto a website and there's like a menu of children, which please tell me this doesn't exist in real life. Honestly, I was like, you've got all these pictures of kids on your website. Just like, I'll choose that one. Like it's the RSPCS. It was, yeah, that was weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and he's like, you know, we're not going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then of course he opens the laptop and sees all these faces of these gorgeous humans. And yeah, um, yeah, it's on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So they end up deciding they're going to foster and, uh, end up being convinced into having a family of three kids mm-hmm. to look after and yeah. and the hilarity and mm. love and emotion that ensues. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Was that all right? So they get an instant family. So yeah. They get an instant family. Good synopsis. Thank you very uh, much. And it's Rose Byrne and Mark Wahlberg. Yes. By the way, this is a little bit of a like offsider. Please. My husband and I were sitting around watching that movie called Ted with the like grown up teddy bear. Right. Have you seen Never that seen one? It, but it's Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend in that is um so awful. I'm just going with Ashton Kutcher's wife, but she has a name. Kunis. That's the one. Yeah. She's a woman. She shouldn't be identified by her husband. No, she shouldn't. Okay, Mila Kunis. Yes. And she is like 20 and he's like almost 40 in that movie. And there's nothing that's mentioned about this like weird age gap. Uh-huh. And it's about 10 years old. But I'm sat there watching it going like, oh. suddenly it's one of those things that you see and then you can't unsee. Yeah. Like why are there all these hot actresses with this like middle-aged schlubby guy? Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was pleased to see that in this movie, it's Rose Byrne with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And they're obviously both a little bit older. Yeah. And they make mention of the age gap between them. Yeah. He's like roughly 10 years older than her or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. part of why they haven't had kids is because he was a bit older, she wasn't ready. And then, you know. And then he's like, I don't want to be 50 years old. Yeah. Having a kid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think that was kind of good. It's based on a true story as well. Yeah. And at the end of the credits, they had like pictures of the, the family that it's based on. And then is, lots of other families. Yeah. Which, see, look, I'm getting goosebumps Me now too. thinking about that. Oh, my Me goodness. Because, um, yeah, obviously these amazingly blended families yeah. from all different places and spaces. Yeah. Mm. I actually think it was a really good movie and I think it was good that it was funny. Yeah. And, um, like, the social workers who are putting them through the foster care training program and stuff are really good, like, oh. lovely and funny. And I kind of thought, you know, having a few social worker friends or people who work for the department, like, I think that's um, fairly accurate because <laughs> they usually do have to have a pretty good sense of humour. Yeah. But also, you know, hard reality. Yeah. Um, and it's really difficult balance. Yeah. What I thought wasn't realistic is the fact that these two workers – with like, say social services stay with the family for a couple of years because unfortunately the state of care I know in Australia is that there's a very high turnover of those staff yeah because um, it's such a hard job absolutely and under-resourced and yeah. um yeah. yeah and unfortunately that kind of compounds the issues for the kids as well course, because they don't have no consistent worker who's mm. kind of responsible for them yeah so yeah, those those two played brilliant part. Octavia Spencer and Tig Nagaro were the social workers, and yeah. the way they played off each other was just brilliant, yeah, really and, good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it managed to be funny, but you know, making you cry and yeah. heartwarming and mm. sweet, and it was really good. And as I mentioned to you, I think afterwards, you know, that's something fostering is something that I've thought about for a very long time, and yeah. Um, 
seeing it on screen I think kind of pulls it closer to <laughs> a possibility but I think it's something mm. that I'd like to do maybe after smalls are big mm. yeah but uh, they talk about a you know a lot about these foster kids who come with garbage bags because mm. their whole lives are in a garbage bag because they're used to moving around and not having suitcases they've just got a bag of crap yeah um so yeah there was a scene in the movie where they get suitcases and get yeah that was pretty intense yeah (laughs) yeah yeah because i mean it's a big issue and it's becoming bigger like i was looking at the stats and there's um according to where are we which department is it so the Australian Institute of Family Studies, mm-hmm. so it's the Australian government um, stats, according to them, uh, children in outside of home, out of home care, mm-hmm. uh, 47,915 kids as at June 30, 2017. And that's an increase from uh, 7.4 per thousand at 2011 to 8.7 per thousand children in Mm. 2017 and I mean you can look at those stats either way you can go oh my god there's a crisis or you can go actually we're now seeing things that we possibly weren't looking for before yep and mandatory reporting and things like that have actually saved a lot of kids from situations that they otherwise would have been stuck in so that's completely true like as they've um tightened you know uh, what they consider to be a notifiable issue in a Mm. family uh, and introduced mandatory reporting and stuff Mm. great the numbers shoot up yeah but they don't have the resources to be able to manage um those kids and I want to say that I think that the foster care availability mm. has maybe got not gone down, um, but hasn't risen in to meet that exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's you know there's lots of different ways that kids are in outside of home care. I mm. mean, a lot of them, almost half of those kids are in kinship care, so yeah. they'd be with family of some kind mm-hmm. um so half of those 47 half of those 47 mm-hmm. yeah well 47.2 yeah you know that's what i find actually really heartbreaking because um quite a few years ago now like 10 years ago yeah 2006 till about 2010 i worked for a service that um was a mental health service that worked only with kids in out-of-home care right um, so I did that for a whole bunch of years and I worked as well in a, a role that was around um, training and education for um, because we were wanting to increase the capacity of um, clinicians working in this area too. Mm. Mm. Um, and it came out of, oh, I forget the name of the inquiry now, there's an inquiry into the abuse of children in yep. foster care in Queensland. Yep, I remember that. Um, and you know, out of that investigation came um, some funding and some intent to do things better Mm. in Queensland. So it's a really, really good service. It it still is up and running. It's called Evolve Therapeutic Services. And it works under the auspices of um, Queensland Health as well as Department of Child Safety, Education and Disability Support Services. Right. Um, And it's a really, really good model. Um, But it only is resourcing kids who are in the most extreme difficult circumstances within the department um but like has scope to do so much great work oh so i used to do like foster carer training as well right there you go yeah not exactly like in the movie where they're training them up mine would be more when they're on the ground sort of like talking about upskilling and looking at ways that they can 
you know, try different strategies with the kids and things like that. Mm, mm. But mostly what Evolve tries to do is it tries to, you know, in the movie how they're talking about the loss of connection. Yeah, with the and strings. And they do the exercise with the strings, showing that, like, the child has disconnection from, you know, because when you take them out of their home care situation, uh, this is the heartbreaking part, they always look, well, first of all, the department mm. always looks to make the existing situation better. Yeah. They always, always try that. Yep. So it's only after that process doesn't work mm. that they consider taking the kid out of care because they do acknowledge that um, kids have um, trauma and attachment disruptions in their existing situations. And it's not the case that you're, like, whipping them out and saving them from that case. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that the child experiences another trauma, another disrepair when you take them out. Because even a parent who is providing suboptimal care and, you know, not doing the things that they need to do from the perspective of a child, that's still their most important person. Yeah, wow. And that's shown really well in the movie, isn't it? I think so too. Yeah. The way that it's like, I still love my mum, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's been that number one. Um, Yeah. So anyway, so they don't want to take kids into out-of-home care and then when they do, they'll always look towards kinship care. Mm. So it's really sad that to think that a child um, has been let down by their family and then also there's no one else in their life who can step up to kind of look after them. That's the thing that I think just guts me, that Mm. there's, you know, over half of these kids have no family who's willing to take them on, to take care of them. And I mean, there may be lots of extenuating circumstances that that lead to that but that just makes me so sad because I know you know like (laughs) just give them to me that's fine yeah we'll make it work I know and it makes you realize that like we do like exist in a lot of privilege don't we so much like I think if for whatever reason my kids had to go to live with someone else who wasn't me Mm -hmm. there would be a few other options yeah and that's a real luxury yeah absolutely so um these Kids obviously need foster carers because 37.8 are in foster care. Um, Others are in different kinds of residential homes or actually in tenancies of their own if they're Mm -hmm. older and that kind of thing. Um, And so the the movie sort of demonstrates, I think, some interesting ideas around why people go, yep, let's do it, and then Mm -hmm. pull out again, which I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, there's some... There's some myths, I guess, around foster caring that it busts. Like there's a same-sex couple in there who are foster caring and and uh, a single person who's never had kids who wants to foster care. And so mm. those, you know, those people are absolutely able to be foster carers, mm. um, which is something that I think didn't used to happen in the past. Yeah, that's probably true. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's lots of people. And I think the other thing um, is demonstrating that connection that's made and then that fear that that gets lost when people get reunited Mm. with their families and I think that's probably my biggest fear Mm -hmm. about being a foster carer Mm. is you know that whole making connections and then you lose it yeah yeah and that's you know yeah I think when I used to work a lot with foster carers that was probably the most common dynamic yeah is that they the the adults in order to preserve their self would avoid falling in love with the kids yeah Mm-hmm. And, you know, often that wouldn't be articulated, but it is. It's that whole thing of like, especially if you've fostered before yeah. and you've had that experience. <laughs> yeah. 
where because you know and that's the way that the law exists in our country as well is Mm. that there is um often quite a process um once they go into out-of-home care where the parental rights um are also there's a lot of evidencing and a lot of hoops to jump through it it takes a lot for the courts to say no this parent isn't going to have any like um their rights are exterminated um forever yeah and therefore these kids can stay in this permanent placement forever Mm -hmm. um because yeah you know it's so difficult i i i don't like this kind of arm of the law i wouldn't like to have to be the person making these decisions i think that is definitely the harder job as well for sure um because you keep in mind that like the kids do have um often a strong attachment to their parents yeah it was nice in the movie like the older one had a real affiliation with the mum but the younger two were too young to probably remember the mum quite so much well because you know that was it seven yeah that kids start to really solidify memories is Mm. that right um, ish no I don't know um, I'm sure it's around Four. seven <laughs> but anyway so these kids were less connected because they'd spent mm. you know a greater chunk of time hanging out with these two you know house flipping couple mm. Mm. Um, and were quite happy in their lives and yeah. of course you know the older one she has that connection to the mum this is my mum this is our mum she's where we belong and yeah it's oh gutting absolutely gutting it's tricky because you think of like parents (coughs) splitting up and how kids can feel that kind of torn alliances Mm. say between the mum and the dad and all the rest you know um yeah, so the kids have that too. I don't mm. want to fall in love, you know, I don't want to feel settled. Of then course. I might leave, then I might be rejected, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's an incredibly tough process. Mm. Um, but I also, you know, I think we always used to say to foster carers, you've got to think about your fitness for doing that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time too, you know, there are different kind of relationships that we can establish with people. Yeah. You know, you can fall in love with these people and then at some point in time not be their primary parent and you can still love them and you can still have a relationship with them. Mm. And the input that you've had into their life of giving them that security and containment and, you know, yeah. <laughs> love and care, um, even if it doesn't continue, is worthwhile. For sure. I For mean, sure. it's a little hokey, like it's better to have loved and lost than, <laughs> than never, never have loved, loved at, all. at all. Yeah, but, you know, that is the but job. That's true. You know, yeah, and, and that is the job. emotional labour too. Mm. Like that's what it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and... And that's why the option of, you know, being a respite foster carer mm. is a really good one as well and that you get little bits but you don't, yeah, necessarily yeah. give your whole life over to it, yeah. you know. So there's options for people who are thinking about it as well that you yeah. can, you know, you can have, look after a child for a weekend and yeah. give their foster family a bit of respite and give yeah. the kid a little bit of a, a an idea that there are other adults in their lives that care, mm. which is nice as yeah. well. So. Yeah. Although having said that, kids who go into respite care, it's much better if it's the same carer as well. Because mm. 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 I think, yeah, that's, you know, part of what the, I know that the department are trying to do better. And it's why, so in Queensland, we've got, um, I don't know what it's even called now, Department of Communities and families or something like this yeah <laughs> child safety they, they do change the name like with every change of government i think exactly people still say docs um but it's not docs anymore but yeah. 
people still use that as a shorthand because yes, they keep exactly. changing the name. Um, but there's quite a few other um, agencies as well that yeah. will provide, um, you know, sort of be the go-between mm. in terms of um, recruiting foster carers and training them up and mm-hmm. then matching placements and things like that. Yeah, because so, it's like Bernardo's does that and Anglicare does that yeah. and there's other. Yeah, yeah. Life Without Barriers. Mm-hmm. And every now and then if I'm driving down the freeway, you can see a billboard Yeah, um, and there will be that child's photo. Yeah. Hey, this child needs a home. Mm-hmm. Can you you provide care <laughs> um so about that issue of the menu of children yes i don't think that exists thank goodness maybe in the states who knows but i don't oh. think so that was so weird and creepy <laughs> all i could think was you just displaying all these children like yeah. in yeah. a shop window it was weird yeah yeah i think it a, is an adoption fair kind of foster care oh yeah fair that was weird too it was a whole bunch of kids it was like Go and have a chat to that child yeah. and see if you make a connection. Yeah. Like, what? I've never heard of that happening. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but I think that they do advertise, you know, and I think they do kind of have the billboards and stuff like that. Like, here's a child, this is their situation, mm. like mm. to try and, you know, appeal to people as Absolutely. to why this would be something to do. Yeah. And I, having watched that film, was looking, you know, I've thought about fostering obviously and so not ready for that at this point but then it's okay well who supports foster kids in the world mm-hmm. um and through work they um pajama foundation is one of the charities that is supported at work through a workplace giving program all right uh and the pajama foundation does a lot of work with foster kids um you know having tutors for education that kind of thing to mm-hmm. make sure that they don't fall behind yep um, so, yeah, on the back of all of that inspiration, I'm now giving through my pay to the Pajama Foundation. Oh, so that's nice. Go, Nick. Yeah. That's and awesome. And there are lots of other things like that. So, mm. I mean, you know, organisations like the Smith family who do that kind of thing yep. for kids who are at risk or, yep. um, you yep. know, who don't have the right uniforms to yep. go to school with because they don't have the money for that. Yep. So, yep. there are things that you can do um, that will make these kids' lives a little bit easier even if that's not having them in your home full time so Mm. have a think about that also um there are those sort of um big brother little sister Mm -hmm. type programs that exist as well that can work really well yeah because that's not just for children in out of home care it's just for any kid who needs a bit of like you know adult role modeling Mm -hmm. mentoring support that kind of thing yeah Um, and it's often less intensive um but can still be pretty stressful yeah because the kids who are needing those like special role models often are not (laughs) you know open to listening to some new adult trying to (laughs) guide them in life who cares what you say bucko yeah (laughs) yeah I've I've done you know mentoring of uni students but Mm. uh, I know the Smith family has that kind of um, one hour a week commitment to you know mentoring I think it's an excellent program I think too like and what I like in the movie is that whole honeymoon period and then it gets really stressful and then (laughs) you know you move through that if you can get through the relationship testing phase Mm. then that's where it can be really good yeah because um the same thing happens if you're doing mentoring it's kind of like oh hi yay I'm so grateful and then it's like "Mm, I might steal your credit card out of your wallet and go on a spending spree and you're like my little sister what have you done to me and part of that is just I'm sorry like I don't I'm a teenager I'm going to reject authority Mm -hmm. who do you think you are anyway and let's see how much you really care what will you do if I be a complete turd to you yeah yeah pushing boundaries is what teenagers know how to do well yeah yeah you know and 
but like I really love working with teenagers too. I love seeing teenage clients. Yeah. I think I didn't always. I think when I was younger, I was too close to being a teenager myself. <laughs> I would push my buttons way too much. <laughs> but I really, I really, really like them because there's, you know, they're so, there's all that stuff up front, like, you know, I'm cool and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're like little puppy dogs if you find the right kind of place to scratch. Absolutely. And, and um, they all want the same things. Yeah. Right? Mm. All they want is to know that they're okay and normal and they kind of fit, and, fit in and belong mm-hmm. and that someone cares enough about them to not want them running around in the middle of the night and getting themselves in trouble you know that's reasonably basic to the things that they want but the way in which they ask for them is sometimes very challenging yeah yeah (laughs) well I think you've been excellent at doing all of that stuff Nick Uh, one day one Mm. day but little uh, bits in the middle while we can I think another option too in that mind you know that mind of um you know the village and the community and all of that mm. kind of stuff that there's always kids in need who we come across at school and sporting things and mm-hmm. on our street you know yep. and it doesn't take too much extra effort to Check make in. sure we give that child a warm smile look out for them mm-hmm. <laughs> give give them a meal or whatever yep. you know because um, a lot of that kind of stuff really helps kids who are in difficult situations as well. Yeah, little things make a difference because yeah. they add up. And teachers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because there's so many kids. I've been to lots of, um, you know, talks with, say, grown-up kids mm. um, who have been through difficult circumstances who, you know, will say it often just takes that one person who mm-hmm. shows that they care that can yeah. make a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Um well, and kids, you ask anyone in the world, you know, about their favourite teacher and there will be one and mm. there will be uh, – the reason is most often, even though if it's not articulated this way, mm. I was seen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so that's what great teachers do. And, yeah. of course, a great teacher for one kid is not a great teacher for another kid. Mm. You know, you've got to find your own match. That's right. And as a teacher, you can try to reach out to the kind of, you know, slightly smelly and unkempt kid and be like, hello, I care. Yeah. And they might not, you know, click with you. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I think, like, a lot of people feel awkward as to kind of what to do in those situations too. It's like mm. that difficult bystander where mm-hmm. you go, oh, that's really sad, that's difficult, but I don't know, it's not my place, I'm not sure what I should do. Yeah. And I think it's actually pretty simple it's just a warm smile yeah you know and if yeah. you see that kid at pickup or whatever like oh hey yeah and they might I, not say hey back but that's not a sign that they don't appreciate it that's it you know i have gotten into the habit of um telling big two's stinky teenage boyfriends that i love them but let's get some deodorant on <laughs> so, <laughs> i don't know that i'm very good at that <laughs> why is it that they resist deodorant no. Or showering. I don't know. Thankfully, Big Two does not, mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. has gotten to the place now where, okay. you know, gotcha. stinking like a horrible, stinky boy is not something we want. But I love it when the teenagers go, like, too far the other way as well, <laughs> like, get very kind of anal about their beauty routine. Oh, yeah. No. Line up all the stuff and, like, and then they come out of the bathroom, like, just reeking a of cloud, <laughs> A cloud of stanchy smell of, you know, links or whatever it is. Do boys still use links? Um, they do, uh-huh. but uh, the realization that most of those products are just body sprays, like mm-hmm. Impulse is yes. a body spray. Yeah. Did the girls was, use Impulse? Uh, I haven't seen. Impulse. I must have thought that was really passe. Yeah, that's kind of our. Oh, 
And there's nothing worse than body odor plus Plus. impulse. Oh, so good. (laughs) So many smells. Yeah, no. The realization that body spray is not deodorant is Mm -hmm. one that must come early. Right. Yeah, and makes a difference to everyone's lives. So you spray it under the arm or across the chest. (laughs) Where does it go? Oh, God. My little kids are kind of like, they see me putting on deodorant. They're like, mm. why are you doing that? It's like, I would stink if I didn't do it. Yeah. They're, they're tiny little minds. Yeah, <laughs> then you're I, like, when you get bigger, you'll have to do it too. Yeah. Oh. No, small too. I have to I have to put deodorant on small too. Oh, really? I have never met, like from the age of four, <laughs> I've never, ever known a small child to be as stinky sweaty. I'm just dreading Reading teenage years. Oh dear. No, he might come good by then. <laughs> well, he'll have been practiced yeah. in putting deodorant on every day. <laughs> My little boys just have like the stinky head, like the oh, sweaty, sweaty head. hair. Well, we thing. live in a climate that just is. Yeah, especially absolute. these days recently. Oh. It's like oh. you go to hug them and it's like, oh, sweaty head. I know, I know. So sweaty and stinky. But we love them anyway. We do. <laughs> and we should probably finish up, eh? We should. We should. Um, <clears throat> we should. And Mm-mm. we would. You know, we would tell you what we're doing next time, but we're having a break. Yes, we're going to close this season. We're going to have seasons. We're going to be so professional we are. that Pop the Kettle On is going to be, you know, season one, season two, yep. season 500. Yes. Yeah. So we're taking a brief break. Yeah. We're going to be back mid-March mm-hmm. for another 10 season 10 episode season 10 episode season (laughs) we're gonna leave everybody wanting more we do you're gonna be able to miss us a little bit we do Mm. and so we're actually gonna um in the break do a little bit of whiteboarding (laughs) and have a bit of a reflection on you know how things have been going so far yeah so if anyone has some feedback for us we would really really appreciate it because you know where to find us you can find us at popthekettleon.com.au yeah you can find us on facebook Facebook, <laughs> pop the kettle on, um, and yeah, please provide feedback. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you'd like us to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. And thanks, Nick. Thanks, because right. I've been so proud of us that we've done ten. Yeah, and um, well, technically I, eleven. Now. Yeah, and thank you to anyone who has listened to just even one episode. Yeah, um, or told a friend about it because I feel as though we got together, hit record, weren't exactly sure how it was going to go and what it was going to be. Yeah. So I think that's why as well, after 10, we're just going to take a step back and look at the bigger picture, mm. maybe shift some things around, maybe just go back to the disorganised. <laughs> <laughs> maybe listen to all the episodes, Rach. Uh, that's no, your homework. That's okay. I've only, I'm only two behind. <laughs> I will. Good stuff. Yeah. So thank you everyone for your support and love over this last season. Yeah. And we look forward to coming back fresh and ready to go next time. Sure do. All and right. in the meantime, hug your babies and be kind to yourselves and each other. We and, will. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.